0: to Talk Radio. All <laughs> Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. I, I, I... You oh, believe I in miracles? Yes. I yet? mean, you can take a knee and try a 56 yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get ready to. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey. there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. But that's how California <laughs> the big game over Stanford. I think that the NFL knows. What Randy Moss has done with marijuana, and I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Good morning. And thank you for joining me. (laughs) Ah, top of the morning. Those of you already on Facebook Live, the millions listening around the world on Blog Talk Radio, and those of you on Periscope, I've got this phone of mine backwards. I don't even know if it's got me on camera or not. Happy Veterans Day to you, Dino, and to all of my veteran brothers and sisters. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, obviously. Uh, Anybody who sees a vet, today uh you know give him a handshake or a pat on the back or a big hug kiss on the cheek <laughs> or a reach around whatever uh larry love you babe uh, so funny so funny i am wearing a shirt i'm sorry uh but uh, lots to get to as usual it's nfl week 10 i think Uh, Who Dat Nation is in the Facebook chat already, Uh, much to my chagrin, obviously, Uh, but I'll get to a little Des Bryant chatter uh, shortly, I'll get to why I think the Oakland Raiders, uh, believe it or not, might have the copyright of the Dallas Cowboys in the early 90s, Um, and, uh, you know, it's always nice when your team has a bye week, and uh, you don't have to, like, you know, give a shit. <laughs> Vikings have a bye week. Uh, so I get to hopefully watch the Detroit Lions beat the Bears, which obviously isn't going to happen. Um, you know, but who knows? And the Saints have a big game today. Speaking of that, who nation in Facebook, you guys are at Cincinnati. That's going to be going to be interesting. I don't expect you guys to lose. I don't. But I think it's going to be a little bit more. Dicey than you guys might think. You are a Southern Dome team. And yes, I get it. You've won in Baltimore. You won at Minnesota. Uh, But at the same time, Steve Skoll, you know, this is outdoors Cincinnati. I don't know what the temperature is, but I do know back in Minnesota and Chicago, weather is shit right now. Uh, And so therefore, I can't imagine Cleveland and Cincinnati uh, are that much different. Although, since he is in the southern part of Ohio. Um, I am pretty good at geography. So anyway, uh, it, good games, decent games today. Uh, that game on Thursday night was not, uh, I mean, it started off, right? It started off as a good game. started off as, uh, you know, Panthers driving it down. And then, uh, you know, Cam Newton, I've said it for a long time, Cam Newton is, Yeah, he's good. He's all right. I mean, he's having career numbers in the sense of completion percentage. Um, You know, so that's a good thing. But decisions like he made on that pick six right after the Steelers throw a, you know, a first strike touchdown. I'm telling you right now that those are things that, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks don't do. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think would do that. Tom Brady, I don't think would do that. Drew Brees. Um, you know, Brett Favre obviously has done that, so I might insert foot and mouth. Um, but you know what I'm saying. I I just there's something about Cam that I'm like, ah, I don't know. Their defense. It's either Pittsburgh's offense is seriously clicking or Panthers wow, they're one and three on the road though. Panthers are synonymous with the good being good at home, they're five and oh at home, not so good on the road. Cam's a different person on the road, just as Big Ben is a different person on the road. So, at home, you know, both those teams are legit. I should have put money on it, just like I should have put money yesterday on Alabama and the 22 points uh, in our 21 favorites at home. I I knew it. God damn it. I knew it. Uh, There was another one that I can't think of either right now uh, that I could have won money on. The goddamn Gophers. You know, I mean, how stupid is that team, by the way? Purdue is on a roll. They just beat Ohio State. They just beat Iowa. And Gophers have been sucking so bad. They've waxed Purdue yesterday. I mean, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Obviously, a topic, Jimmy Butler. That's obviously what I want to hit on first. Um, Bring up my notes. You know, here's the thing, and I've I've mentioned it before. When Jimmy Butler came up in trade talk earlier in the summer, I said, you know, it's unfortunate that we live in a society right now that doesn't appreciate hard work. You know, I'm aggressive hard work. You know, I am a sympathizer of, of Butler only because I'm like that. I'm, I'm intense. I'm aggressive. I expect, you know, you to pull your weight, it's especially when I played sports. You know, I mean, when I played football, you expect the rest of the team to, like, perform. And it's frustrating when you have somebody like Andrew Wiggins, who's uber talented, and Carl Anthony Towns, who obviously is uber talented seem to get them to to go harder. And it's frustrating for somebody like Jimmy Butler because he had he wasn't a first overall pick like Towns, like Wiggins. He was, you know, the I think a second round last pick or something like that or first round last pick, whatever it is. He had to bust his ass and he still has that in him, but it's just his personality too. It's not he just learned that on the go. He's been like that. I didn't just become like this. I've always been intense. I've always, like, people have always just felt like they're on eggshells around me. And it's if you shouldn't feel that way. But I just, that's how I am. I'm, I'm intense. And I'm, you know, let's go. I expect certain things. I'm impatient. And if I was Jimmy Butler, I would have done the same thing. The sad part is that we live in a society that doesn't appreciate that type of personality. They'd much rather be like, Oh, no, no coddle. And it's all right. No, you don't have to try. The the difference is this isn't elementary school. This is like the pros And, and Wiggins and towns are making ridiculous amounts of money. And that might be the issue too, is, is the amount of money that is in professional sports right now detriment to the game and it's not just basketball we saw it with you know in football a lot of times albert hainsworth obviously comes to mind jamarcus russell obviously comes to mind there's so many more examples that i'm leaving out and basketball is the same. you know i mean it doesn't matter the sport i'm just wondering somebody like andrew Wiggins, Somebody who Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Timberwolves, had to sit down before they decided to give him a max contract and say, Hey, are, are you in it? Is your heart really in it for us to give you 180 million or whatever it is? Like, if you have to sit somebody down and ask him that question, chances are. They're probably not going to, and you'd be better off saving your money, getting something for him, possibly a first round top 10, who knows? Let somebody else deal with somebody, a problem that's never going to. And that's what I, that's my opinion of Andrew Wiggins. Just like you see with Anthony Barr. And I've made this correlation and comparison numerous times, but when you have, I just got sidetracked by something, I'm sorry. When you have somebody with all this talent and they don't push through, like Anthony Barr on the Vikings and Wiggins, it's so frustrating. And then Carl Anthony Towns is just a baby. You know, and that's the other side. It's just like 20 years ago, late in the 80s and 90s, and I know previous to that, but the 80s, 90s. Like, they were still, like, fighting. There's are still dogs. And that's, you know, Steven Smith yesterday, who I'm not a huge fan of Stephen A. But, you know, he's a Philly guy, and he's excited because they're getting a dog. They are getting a dog in Philly. And that's what he said. And it's like, being from Minnesota, it's so passive-aggressive. It's so Minnesota nice. Like, you see somebody like Jimmy Butler or myself, and you're like, ah, you know, like, they're scared of somebody with that personality. And Philadelphia, they welcome that shit. They're all about it. They're like, yeah, he's a dog. Let's bring him in. And so that also begs the question, you've got Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, who Butler is going to. Embiid not so much, or at least I haven't seen it. But Ben Simmons was on yesterday talking about, yeah, let's go. I, we need this. We want him here. He's going to be good for us. Whereas Carl Ant- Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, you g you knew from the get go they were just going to be like, ah, uh, I don't like this guy. I don't like him telling me what to do. I don't like the, You know, I don't want to have to work this hard. And it, that's my, you know. When you have talent that is equal, and to me, honestly, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons versus Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, talent-wise, athletic ability, basketball ability, I feel as though they're equal. That's where the pro game is so different than the college game and below. It's mental at the pro game. Everybody is the most talented person in the world at that sport, be it whatever. All all that happens then is a mental state of, am I going to work hard enough? Am I am I mentally better? Can I believe that I'm better? You look at Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid comparatively to Towns and Wiggins. I feel as though it will work in Philadelphia where Simmons and Embiid are going to welcome a guy like that. And the others on Philly are going to welcome that. Whereas J- Wiggins and Towns not only resisted him, but they still resist Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the Timberwolves. It's, it's not Tibbs's fault. I, I, I mean, I don't think he's a good, I don't think he's a good coach or GM. I think he, you know, I mean, it's, he runs people into the ground. That's obviously known. But it's on those two. It's on Wiggins and Towns. Uh, you are all going to see Philadelphia is going to be really good. Butler is going to be really good for Philadelphia. I think that's a, that's huge. And there's a reason Stephen A. Smith is excited. Because you're getting somebody who. Is, is so good and who is so good offensively and defensively and, and to mesh in with that team who Philadelphia needed somebody like that in a, in that two spot, because Ben Simmons runs the show and Joel Embiid is ridiculous, but they needed somebody like Butler, good offensive, great defensive and somebody with that mentality to come in and raise everybody's level of intensity whereas as sad as it is in my opinion that wasn't the case in minnesota you expected him to come in and raise that intensity level raise that work ethic towns and wiggins are like ah we're good i see i truly believe that towns and wiggins care nothing about winning zero that's how it looks to somebody like myself Jimmy Butler is the bad guy in this, unfortunately, right now. He is the bad guy. That is the perception of Jimmy Butler. Because, heaven forbid, he expected too much, and he got in the face of others. Think of this. Think of it. If it was the 80s, Jordan got in the face of his teammates all the time. Larry Bird talked shit to his teammates all the time. Dr. J did it. Isaiah Thomas is widely known for doing that but now in the pussy society that we live heaven forbid somebody is intense somebody has a little bit of expectation out of others i mean it's just and oh, oh you're so scared so scared of people like that it's just like shut What is going on? What is going on? Why? The metrosexuals are ruining stuff. The feminists are ruining life. I mean, it's just, we live in such a pussy society. It's shocking to me. It it is. And I don't care. I don't care how you think about me. I just, I, I don't. I don't care. I know the truth. I truly believe I know what's going on. And nobody wants to admit it. No one wants to step up and just be like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Why is all this shit happening? You know, if you got a dick, you're a dude. If you don't, you're not. Like, what's the problem? I don't understand. Nobody is willing to just step up and be like, stop it. You're not a fucking flower. You're not. You know, like, and that's the problem. This whole situation with the Timberwolves is a microcosm of society. And here I go on a tangent. I know this guy's fucked up. (laughs) It's not about that. It's just reality. I am all about being a realist. And there's certain things in this society that nobody just wants to call out except me. And I've done it so much on this show. It's just frustrating. I know, Dino. I know. I get fired up because it's it's so frustrating. Like what happened? What happened? Why why was it so okay to expect things out of people and to be intense and to be aggressive? You know? And why do I have to change? Why? You know, why can't society change? I don't I feel like I don't want to conform to that. PC, don't do that. Don't say that mindset. I don't. It's shocking to me that people can be offended that easily. You do realize if you get offended, that's your fault. You know, like I'm going off on tangent. I'll stop. Um, But as far as Minnesota goes, you know they got back Dario Saric and uh, Covington. You know, Covington, both of those guys aren't bad. They're not bad. Um, you know, I mean, they're not Jimmy Butler good, but you didn't expect the Timberwolves to get anything like that, um, you know, in the, in the sense of a return, especially, you know, with the, the situation that the Timberwolves were in. Um, you know, but those two dudes aren't bad. Sarich, you know, can pair up with Towns in the post. I just don't know where defense. You know, Covington is really good. First-team all-defense last year. He's great. He'll guard the perimeter, whoever. You know, I mean, he's he's first-team, but it's not like he's going to shut down LeBron. Nobody can. But, you know, and he's a great three-point shooter. It's just a – it's an – I don't necessarily know what to think of the Timberwolves anymore. Um, Do they need to get rid of Thibodeau? I think so. You know, if you're getting rid of Butler because he's an issue – because of his attitude and his personality, then I can't imagine. Like I said earlier, Towns and Wiggins really enjoyed then, because Thibodeau loves Jimmy Butler. Why? Because he's intense. And it, Towns and Wiggins hate Butler. Why? Because he's intense. Thibodeau is intense. I can't, you know, like if, if the future of the Timberwolves. I have, I'm assuming they want it to be based on Carl anthony Towns. Obviously, Wiggins with the max contract, but I, I still feel like he could possibly be traded in a perfect situation. So it falls on Towns. Towns and Thibodeau, are they going to coexist? I don't know. All I do know is this. Towns averaged, averages 27-plus points with Butler out of the lineup and only 17 with Butler in the lineup. So if there's not a bigger fu to Butler from towns, that would be it. So that's going to be it for the, uh, for the uh, Timberwolves chat. All right, moving on um, football Sunday. Like I said, Vikings are off, which is great. I don't have to worry about anything. Um, I want to touch on Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, now comes out. He's not going to the Steelers. Um, and the Steelers have two options because if he doesn't report, which obviously now it looks like he's not going to, if he doesn't report, this year we'll get told, um, not T O L D T O W L E D, and the Steelers still can franchise tag or transition tag Le'Veon Bell. I, Don't know. I don't know. You know, that's the craziest part. We sit here right now, and they're like, oh, James Conner's ripping it up. There's no way they're going to, like, try and make a play for Le'Veon Bell. But, you know, just as we see with RG3 in his rookie year and other examples that I can't think of right now, but there's plenty of them, first-year people do really well. And then all of a sudden you have tape on him and i'm not saying it's james connor's first year but it's his first year full time and i love the kid he's on my fantasy team i love him but aside from that he's a you know cancer survivor and a hard worker a power runner who can catch the ball he's a do everything back and he's solid but will he maintain that once Everybody has tape of him and the ability to study him through the offseason. What is his future going to be like? How is he going to continue after this season? And therefore, that's why is Steelers still in on Bell? Because we know what Bell is. Bell is top three running back in the league when healthy. And so, you know, I mean, it's not out of the question as crazy as it thinks, to, or as crazy as it seems to think that Belt, you know, I mean, Steelers might play, you know, might make a play at, at Le'Veon Bell. Other teams obviously, Browns, Jets, I don't know, Raiders. I think the Raiders might do it. Um, and so that'll be an interesting situation. Speaking of the Raiders. And I can't remember if I touched on this or not on Tuesday night. Um, but I'll just make it brief. You know, if you are the Raiders, and everybody right now is shitting on the, on the Raiders, you know, myself included, they're terrible. They're a dumpster fire. If you all recall, Peyton Manning went, I think, one in, or two and 14 in his rookie season. Troy Aikman went one in fifteen in his rookie season. Derek Carr at the moment doesn't have much around him. Still a semblance of an okay offensive line. They got rid of Cooper. Marshawn Lynch is on the IR. They don't have much. Defensively, they can't stop my, they couldn't stop me. But like I mentioned, and I think I mentioned this, because of trading Cooper, because of trading Khalil Mack. That's three first round picks right there to go along with their own two first round picks in the next two years. Just like Dallas had when they traded Herschel Walker to the Vikings and the Vikings gave him two firsts, two seconds, and two thirds and built that Super Bowl team. I'm I'm wondering if this isn't the same situation. And I know it, you know, who knows, but the NFL draft is exciting. People enjoy it. Fan bases get excited for it. If you don't have a first round pick or if, you know, you're the whatever, uh, but if you've got first round picks three next year, along with two seconds, the draft becomes exciting. And they're moving to Las Vegas, and you can. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He has just had a tough go of things lately, and I'm telling you, he's good. And so, this could be copy of what Dallas did, getting all those picks from the Vikings. Now, you have to score on those draft picks, obviously, to make it all work. But I'm looking at Oakland right now, and John Gruden is not a bad coach. I know everybody's looking at this season thinking, wow, they're sucked. They're terrible. John Gruden, you know, shouldn't have never came back. He's in this, obviously, for the long haul. He's got a 10-year, $100 million contract. He's not going anywhere. And Derek Carr, I don't think, is going anywhere either. So now all of a sudden they've got all this draft cap, just like Dallas did back in the early 90s, to put around Troy Aikman. With Michael Irvin, Darren Woodson, um, I'm trying to think who else they got offensively. Either way, it doesn't matter. Oakland has the opportunity to do the same thing. You have to hit on your draft picks. But if you're an Oakland Raider fan, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be too distraught. You kind of knew this year wasn't going to be great. Uh, but... You know, it's uh, I don't know. I think they're. I think it's going to be fun to watch what happens the next two, three years with Oakland, Uh, especially getting in Las Vegas. Obviously, I don't have anywhere to play next year. (laughs) I think that's kind of important to mention. Uh, But obviously, the NFL will figure that out. I don't know how they're going to figure it out. Maybe they'll just in uh, uh, London. Who knows? Ryan, thank you. I've got uh, three and a half minutes to talk about Dez, and it won't even take me that long. You know, I won't even say it's karma because, you know, I mean, I've done, well, who knows, you know, I'm, there's things that people do that are bad, but people also are just fucking pain in the ass, you know, Emmett, thank you, Tim. Emmett. That was what that, I forgot about that hall of famer, the league, the lead rusher in the history of the NFL. Emmett was one of those draft picks. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Um, but Des Bryant gets traded to the saints. And I'm telling you right now, I, I said it, I think on Tuesday night, I saints are trending high right now. They're first place in the NFC. they, are doing great things. Their offense is all right. And granted, after Michael Thomas, the next receiver on the team, I don't think had more than 12 catches or something like that, which is shocking to think. I know it's Kamara, you know, after Thomas, but even so, to not have a number two and to still produce like they are, that's impressive. But Saints were, you know, they're, they're doing really well right now. And to me, you know, just like Terrell Owens, Eventually, that kettle is going to pop. And I just, you know, to me, I didn't think it was a good idea to bring Dez, a cancer, a known cancer, into that locker room. And so they did. And, you know, I mean, the the, you know, I was, you know, supported by some and definitely not by others. But (laughs) Dez gets hurt. Tears his Achilles in uh, in practice, and I got to be honest, I not like happy and laughing at it, but at the same time, it's like you know what, that's what they, it, that is in my opinion what he deserves. He's a dick, you know, and I know I am. I can be, but I'm such a team guy. I I believe it or not, like individually, eh, suck it but like if i'm on a team i'm all about the team and uh, you know i don't do things to to like hinder the chemistry like he does and he's a dick and he's a he's a selfish bitch just like Terrell Owens just like Chad Cinco. you know when you bring all that attention to you sometimes the welcome just wears out i am heartless i am but that's how it that's how it is and you need, that's why people don't laugh on the pits. Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, Randy Moss. It's like, yeah, bye. You're not, you know, you wore out the welcome. 10 seconds. Blog Talk Radio. Love you guys. Have an awesome Sunday, fun day. Enjoy your Sunday football. I will see you Tuesday night. Adios. Obviously still with you boys on Facebook and Periscope, but I am going to cruise. Uh, you guys. Thank you. Obviously so much. Uh, Go, Bengals. Come on, Bengals. Woo, Bengals. Let's go. Uh, Pray the Saints lose today. Who dat? Nothing. Uh, Periscope, I don't even know if this thing's uh, actually on me. (laughs) Uh, But you guys have a great day. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. If you did, it's my first day on Periscope. Whatever. We'll see if it works. Uh, So, anyway, I love you guys (laughs) back. No, you suck. And I will uh see you Tuesday night on the recap show. Have an awesome night. I love you guys. Bye. Drive fast, take chances. End this. Whoops said so. Can I end it now? Share, ask for share. Whoops. It says it's live. Uh stop. Bam. Hi babe. I just wanted to reconfirm. Make sure that we're definitely on for on um, Monday night and-